Hello, and welcome to episode 75 of My Circus, My Monkeys. It's the beginning of the spring semester, and I have a question. Do you already feel overwhelmed? Does it feel like you're never going to get all of the stuff on your plate done? If so, you're going to want to listen to this episode to find out how you can still show up as your best self amidst all the chaos. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. The spring semester just started. Sure, you had a break, but I'm guessing that wasn't enough time to let you fully recover from the fall or the past two years. That means you walked into 2022 and the spring semester already feeling stressed and behind. And I know what you're thinking, ooh, Anne, you nailed it. But so what? Leave me alone. I have a million things to do. No, I won't leave you alone because I want to let you in on a little secret. Well, maybe it's a big secret. For many of you listening, the amount of work you're expected to do is impossible. No amount of time management tricks or life hacks will make it possible. This is especially true if you've picked up the job responsibilities of other people or positions as they've left or been downsized. Now, can we use our talents and complementary partners to make everything more effective and make it more manageable? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, there's still going to be a ridiculous amount of stuff left on your to-do list. And if you believe those things should have also gotten done, you're going to be constantly stressed and overwhelmed. Let me put this another way. When you think you have to get everything done, no matter how hard you work and have been working, you're going to focus on all the things that haven't been done instead of what you've accomplished. That can feel anywhere from discouraging to soul-crushing. I've heard stories from supervisors who have asked their supervisor, I can't reasonably do all of this. Can you help me clarify what the priorities are? Only to be told, they're all priorities. Well, that's not a bleeping thing. I asked good old Miriam Webster what she thought about this, and she said, a priority is something that is more important than other things and that needs to be done or dealt with first. That means, by definition, everything cannot be a priority. Or again, to put it another way, if someone says everything is a priority, that's the same as saying nothing is a priority. And either way, that's a huge problem for your brain. When you value everything at the same level, aka everything's a priority, your brain gets confused. It has no idea how to decide what to do first. That's when that self of overwhelm kicks in. Your brain needs a hierarchy to be effective. That means you need to prioritize even if your boss won't. Now, this topic is very personal for me for several reasons. First, I have many friends and colleagues who are still working on campus 
and who are exhausted and overwhelmed. I always feel terrible for them as they constantly play catch-up and spend their days in back-to-back meetings. Second, I'm a small business owner and have recently felt consistently overwhelmed and stressed myself. I've only recently outsourced our social media, but before then, I felt responsible for everything I could possibly be doing to improve the business. Everything. I just kept focusing on all the things that still needed to be done and never gave myself kudos or celebrated how far I'd come. Instead, it turned into a daily self-flagellation of everything I hadn't accomplished. That meant I constantly felt like a failure because I hadn't performed the impossible. But I'm not a failure. And you're not a failure. There's only so much a person can effectively get done in a given period of time. And that's not even a static amount. We've talked at length in other episodes about energy. And if you're already exhausted from all the other things that came before today, no matter what those things are, you're not going to get much done. And or the stuff you do get done is not going to be of high quality. Why? Because you are not a robot. You don't just plug in each night and in the morning you're at 100%. You aren't a computer that can just run the problem through its programs to come up with an answer using the same amount of energy and effort each time. And that being said, even a robot or a computer can only do so much in a given amount of time. I often talk to you about if you do this or that, you'll be less stressed. And those are usually specific actions like reflecting on how your talents are showing up for you, assessing your systems, or developing self-care habits. This is a bit different because it's about changing your beliefs. It's about changing your stories. What I'm telling you here is that as soon as you stop believing the story that you're responsible for doing an impossible amount of work, you will be less stressed. Why? Because when you look at that ridiculous list, it will no longer be to see how you can get everything done now, which again is impossible. It will be to decide what makes the most sense for you and your team to reasonably do today that will get you closer to where you'd ultimately like to be. If we did physical labor, we'd be more in tuned about what we could or couldn't reasonably do. For example, say you have 300 cinder blocks that you and one other person need to get to the backyard and then turn into a shed in three hours. You'd pretty quickly be able to assess the situation. How many people do I have to do this? Two. What tools do I have? Gloves, a wheelbarrow, blueprints, a trowel, and mortar. Can we do this in three hours? Oh, bleep no. But somehow because it's not physical labor, we think we can maybe make it happen. If we just focus more or think harder, we can ignore ourselves and our human abilities and needs. We think that because it's about students and not bricks, we have to try and make it happen even though it's not feasible. It's that belief that gets in our way. It was certainly getting in my way. I wrestled with how I was going to get all the things I hadn't done done so we could take Strengths University to the next level. I felt terrible how I'd left myself and my partner down because there was so much still to do. On one hand, I knew it was impossible for me to do all of those things right now, but that knowledge seemed to be easily overridden by my subconscious worries and fears. I was caught in a stressed response the majority of the time 
leaving me hyper-focused on the exact list that was causing the problem. Then it finally sunk in deeper. And over the past few months, I've made a shift. I started focusing on how far I'd come instead of how much further I had to go. And that helped me look at my situation from a much broader perspective. I also started thinking about one of my hobbies, gardening. Each spring, I planned and prepped so each plant had the right nutrients and best conditions to grow into healthy, strong plants. But at a certain point, there was nothing else I could do but wait and let nature take its course. I couldn't force things to happen any faster than they can happen. And just like those plants couldn't grow faster because I wanted to see faster results, I couldn't do more than I could do, period. Once I embraced those ideas, my stress level started to decrease. Not because I accomplished more, but because I was proud of what I did accomplish. It was quality work moving us forward bit by bit. I decided what made the most sense to do every day. Yes, sometimes I worked longer on something than I'd planned. But because it was my decision, I felt empowered to accomplish the things I had reasonably set for myself. And I absolutely make sure that I make up for those extra hours one day by doing less the next. I don't have any less work to be done, but I've shifted how I look at when and how those things will happen. And you can do the same thing. No, it won't stop people from asking you to do an unreasonable amount of things, but it will change how you feel about those requests. Instead of reacting out of fear or worry, you'll be able to respond based on a new understanding of how you're going to do your best, not just for the institution you work for, but for yourself. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy. After all, the stress response is to make us focus on what we believe to be the threat. And in this case, it can show up as, if I don't get all this done, they'll fire me. Or if we don't get this done, students will leave and we'll lose more positions or we'll have to close the college. But those worries distract you from what you already know, that you cannot possibly do everything that's being asked of you. That means you have two choices. You can run yourself into the ground trying to do all the things and feeling terrible that you haven't caught up. Or you can start to prioritize your day knowing that you're never going to get everything done. The first one is a recipe for stress and burnout. The second one allows you to feel proud of your work again. It lets you tap back into your best self, one that's capable of making good decisions about what you and your team can reasonably accomplish. To put it even more bluntly, you can feel bad about everything not being done, or you can accept it isn't going to get done, but feel good about you and your team's efforts. Either way, the one thing that's not going to change is everything won't be done. And quite frankly, if anything, you'll achieve more with the latter because you'll have more energy to do things faster and better. So I invite you to give yourself your freedom, your confidence, and your well-being back. Start treating the impossible as just that and focus on what is possible. It's made a huge difference in my life. I know it can in yours as well. So until next week, stay strong. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website. 
www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track, so we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time, and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th. Go ahead and register now. Check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at Anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.